0: This episode of the A-List Podcast is brought to you by BetOnline.ag and Indeed.com. Welcome into another week of the A-List Podcast. I'm Quani Lunis, joined by Gary Washburn and Ashrod Blakely. How's it going? What's going on, Quani? <laughs> I'm doing well, Gary. How Quanti's are you? Everyone, Gary. You Every time I,
1: I open my email, I, I go on YouTube. I look at LinkedIn. There's something about Quani. She's like... Kind of a big deal, sort of, kind of, Gary. You know, she got
2: big events coming up. We got to hear from the streets. like she can't even tell us herself that she's hosting <laughs> big shows and big, big, big deals, big, big things, big, <laughs> big, big. We got to hear from the streets. That's well a, you know, for the funny.
0: listeners. It's not. I don't think I didn't realize it was as big as it. I'm not saying it's not a big deal, but I am hosting this Celtics Heroes Among Us reception on Thursday. And apparently there was an email. I didn't get the email. So I feel kind of left out, to be honest. Why? Because you well, we did. You reminded <laughs> that you hosted it? Yeah, I wanted to get invited to the event.
2: <laughs> invited to your own event?
0: Yes. <laughs> really?
2: Really corny. Yeah. Really. But
0: it should be a good time. The Celtics are obviously honoring all the heroes among us that they've had over the past year. And I'm going to interview one of their younger heroes among us. Stay tuned for that. But should be a fun event. Are you two going? I can't go.
2: Oh, come on, I'm Gary. I'm be hanging out with
1: my Dukes. My, me and my Dukes are going
2: to oh, hit Kate Todd. I'm going to try to make it. <laughs> Gary said
0: once he thought in by, he wasn't going to show
2: yeah, up. He ain't going nowhere. <laughs> I'm try see,
1: to make see it. what happened was I got caught in traffic. on my way. I'm going to try there. to make it. <laughs> okay. Is there any At special guests
2: know. besides you? Are there any other special guests?
0: I'm
1: sure. I don't believe so. Food and drinks. <laughs> food That's Gary. all the special guests we need, though. That's all you need. all the special drink. guests
0: you need. Mr. Very food long-heard. and Mrs. Drink. <laughs> right. They are going to be there, Gary. And you should, too. <laughs> but moving on to like more Celtics talk, every week we've been talking about Kevin Durant. And last week we were hoping that by this week it'd be over. And it is, because Kevin Durant and the Nets have agreed to stay together and mend their relationship. Stay together, <laughs> loving you, weather. A... Oh, I'm sorry. Beautiful vocals there. But yeah. what are your two reactions to one, Katie deciding to stay in Brooklyn? But now that we know this won't affect, well, it will still affect the Celtics, but not directly. How do you feel about that?
1: This is a prime example of that age old analogy about it being cheaper to keep her. Mm. The Brooklyn Nets and Kevin Durant realized that together they've got something much better than they would have if they broke up. If you're Kevin Durant, you are going to basically be sold pennies on a dollar for what your true value is because no one was going to give Brooklyn Nets what your true value is. Brooklyn Nets, you were going to get something less than what you should be getting for a player of Kevin Durant's talent and ability, even at this stage. And at that point, it's just like, well, if the team's not going to benefit from having from moving you and you're not going to get any closer to winning a championship, per se, if you're moved on. Why are we breaking up? And, and you got Kyrie Irving, who's already going to be back in the fold. You got Ben Simmons, who hopefully he'll be able to play by the time the season starts. I guess his is a He's been cleared to do three on three now. Um so there when you look at all the reasons why you wanted to leave and look at all the reasons why you should stay, it just makes sense to stay together. Keep the family unit intact.
2: <laughs> yeah, one big happy family in Brooklyn. <laughs> I, mean, you know, I mean, I I mean, I'm a little stunned that Kevin backed off after two weeks ago being like, you gotta fire the coach or the GM. Um Now, I don't know whether he just said to himself, Kevin, you know what? It's probably not going to happen better for me anywhere else. He's probably comfortable in Brooklyn. He knows what he's going to get. I'm sure Kyrie's probably been, hey, man. I'm gonna be right this year. I'm gonna play. In, I'm gonna play in like 50 games, you know, 50, 55. i <laughs> fifty-five. I'm gonna give you fifty-five games this year. So a good I, fifty-five games. Kyrie Strong like 55. I'm gonna be on time. Kyrie like Bony T. I'm gonna be on time most of the time. I'm gonna give you two thirds of the season. I'm <laughs> gonna bring Boney T into
1: this, man. Why a, you
2: bring Boney T into Boney, this? Boney T like I'm gonna be on time most of the time. A, you know, I'm gonna play fifty. 53, full 54 games. And I, obviously, I just think for Kevin's sake, his reputation was taking a real hit. The prospects of him, and I'm sure the Nets were like, listen, Kevin, like, we're not moving you for some low budget deal. Like, we're not trading a Jaguar for a Hyundai. We're not getting like less than all star talent for you. No one's moving on this. So we can either wait and see what happens. And you can go to any team. It doesn't, you know, like you, you, we're not gonna go for your preferred list. It could be Charlotte, it could be Minnesota, it could be like we go send you anywhere. Or we can stick it out this year, see what happens. We gotta they they they've made some moves. They got TJ Warren, they got Royce O'Neill, they re-signed Patty Mills, they re-signed Nick Claxton, um, they got. Apparently, an engaged Kyrie and perhaps a healthy Ben Simmons. I I ain't got no problem. Like Ben, like, like I'm. Hopefully, he'll talk to the media and express all of what he's gone through. So maybe we can understand more because he's taken so much flack over the last year or so. But if he's fired up and ready to go in all star caliber form, they got a good club. So what's Kevin doing? You do you want to risk it because you're not going to Boston or Philadelphia? The Celtics are not going to like give up the house. Like, so I just think he thought about it and then the owners talked to him and was like, listen, well, you know, maybe more input on some moves. I don't know what more they could have given him that they haven't, but obviously it was, they reconciled for now. I think they're going to continue to reconcile and talk and, and let's see what, what happens in a couple of months when training camp starts.
1: See, I'm not giving that fool no more power, no more input. In fact, I'm I'm retracting that from him because he the same cat that said, "Hey, bring my boy DeAndre aboard. What should we pay him? I don't know. Ten million a year? How many years? Four? What? That, Gary, you know damn well DeAndre Jordan couldn't have gotten forty million in another forty years. Okay, oh, right, he, right. And 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 the fact that they did that for him, the fact that they. They gave the only time that they showed any pushback on anything Kevin Durant wanted to do was when Kevin Durant said you need to fire Steve Nash. You need to fire Sean Marks. That was the first time the ownership was just like, OK, Kevin, look, look, you need to chill. You need to chill. We, we need to we need to work this out. And to me, if you're if you're the Brooklyn Nets, you need to go back to how you approach team building before you got Kevin Durant. When they had. You know, when, when they had um, Kenny Atkinson as their coach, you looked at the type of players that they were bringing in. You look at the, the DNA that those guys had, you know, guys like Bruce Brown and, and and those type of players, they need to get back to that mindset. They can't be start. They can't go out this big game hunting. Now that they've got KD, Kyrie, and Ben Simmons, they need to put the right players around them and go back to the blueprint that made them competitive when they didn't have much talent. Kevin Durant, this is one of those times where I want i definitely want to hear what you have to say, but understand that I'm going to do what we, what I need to do as a front office, as an ownership group. And it may not be what you want to be done, but you got to trust me just like I'm going to trust you out there to go give me 25, seven and seven every night. They have to build that to me is where they're at now. They've got to figure out a way to trust each other because the one thing that if you're the Brooklyn Nets, they're not, they're not going to come on and say it, but, that trust is broken. I mean, when this cat, when you give him everything he wants, and then he says, "But I want to be out, and I want to go to this team or this team or that team." They're looking at him like, wait, "Wait, wait, whoa, whoa, hey, we, we gave you the food on the shelf, we gave you the food in the pantry, we put money in your pocket, we put shoes on on your feet. What, what? We can't do any more for you than we've done, and you want to say you want to bounce? Hell, we paid you a max contract, and you didn't even play a year, dude." You, you, were, bro, man, chilling your first year in Brooklyn, and we didn't trip about anything. So Kevin Durant, from a simple loyalty standpoint, this should have never even been an issue, because they literally paid you max money and got zero production from you when you first got there, and they didn't. You never heard a word from Brooklyn saying, "Damn, why point. are we paying this dude all this damn money, and we, we <laughs> not? I mean, we're not getting. Pra- we don't even get in practice. Forget about games. We're not even getting real practice time for a man." And, all of, a sudden,
2: yeah, <laughs> and all of a sudden,
1: the things that you want to have happen don't quite come together the way you wanted them to. And your first reaction is, OK, Brooklyn, not only do I want out, but I want you to send me to these specific teams. Stop, Kevin Durant. You're better than that, man. You're better than that.
0: For those who didn't hear the statement, I'm going to quickly read it, but it was released by GM Sean Marks. Steve Nash and I, together with Joe Tsai and Clara Wu Tsai, met with Kevin Durant and Rich Kleiman in L.A. That was two days ago at this point, three days. And we've agreed to move forward with our partnership. We are focusing on basketball with one collective goal in mind, build a lasting franchise to bring a championship to Brooklyn. That being said, are you to buy, selling, or renting that Kevin Durant and his agents are actually good at this point?
2: And why? (laughs) Or ahead, <laughs> um, I mean, I think for now they're good. I mean, I just think the options for Kevin Durant are limited. I think he saw that. I think Kyrie saw that earlier when Kyrie was like, you know, send me to the Lakers, send me here, you know, I, you know, and the Nets are trying like value is different, man, in this, in this league and teams have seen the perils of these lopsided trades for superstars, and how many superstars are, have led their teams after these trades of the championships? The only example is, Ka- is Kawhi and Toronto. That's it. The rest who won the title last year, Golden State, who won the title before that, Milwaukee, who won all the f- four before that or three before that, two- Golden State, then Cleveland. Like the fact is, this ain't working. James Harden does not have a championship. Ben Simmons nope. does not have a championship. Kyrie Irving has one with LeBron James. Kevin Durant has two because he signed, he didn't get traded. He signed with Golden State. So like this whole like we're going to we're going to put all the chips in. Minnesota did it with Rudy Gobert. Let's see how that works. Like it's it hasn't been effective so far in the last in this NBA last dec- decade half decade whatever. So I think the options are limited, and I think Durant and his people—he just got to get like Durant, Kevin just bought, get to get on the floor, get healthy, get right, get ready with you guys, and try to be a leader and lead this team to a championship. Brooklyn has done everything it could since it moved to Brooklyn and moved out of New Jersey, new image, you know, New the, the New Jersey Nets were never a really. You know, didn't have never had, really had a great image. Although they went to a couple of NBA Finals in the early two thousands, um, they never had a really good image. Brooklyn, hey, we in New York, Biggie, we all. They have really tried to be this kind of juggernaut, this elite team, and it's mostly failed. And they've tried though, really tried, and it, they put a lot of the you know. Um, like faith in Kevin Durant to help lift that. And it hasn't happened. Now it's not all his fault at all. You know, last year they got swept. He had a bad series before that. If he had a, uh, you know, if his foot was a little shorter, uh, they would have, you know, maybe made to the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, It's just, to me, Kevin's got to start worrying about ball. He's 34 years old in September. Um, he's just got to worry about his, his, his image, his reputation, and be a little bit more like, let's, I'm just going to worry about the game. It's all about the game right now. It's all, you know, we'll see what happens next year. Next year, maybe he gets traded, you know, because Lord knows Kyrie is probably not going to be back in Brooklyn. Kyrie's playing for his career because if Kyrie starts tripping again, you know, What's his worth around the league? He's going to be so, he's going to be in Charlotte or he's going to be somewhere at at, a team paying him, you know, 15 million. Like he's not, his eliteness is wearing off. Kevin, Ben Simmons, he's playing for his career. Like all these guys are playing for something. So let's see if Kevin can galvanize that and put them together and have a championship caliber team. Yeah.
1: I mean, this, this season is all about redemption for the Brooklyn Nets, not only as an organization, as a franchise, but for their core players. As, as as you pointed out, Gary, they all have something significant at stake this season where they have to, frankly, they got to shut up their haters. They got to shut up the people who are doubting them. And the reason that people are doubting them is because they have planted those seeds of doubt over time. Ben Simmons, I mean, you know, the lasting image of Ben Simmons right now, is him shrinking in the biggest moment as a sixer when he passed to a, as bad a free-throw shooter as he is. He had a chance for a layup and passed to a guy who was a worse free-throw shooter because he was afraid that new Celtic Danilo Gallinari was going to pin his stuff on the glass. When has Gallinari ever pinned anybody's stuff on the glass? That happened in Neverwary. That's when it happened. Neverwary. <laughs> because that doesn't happen. And you look at Kevin Durant. Greatest player. One of the greatest players we'll ever see. It seems no matter where he's at, at some point, there's a limited shelf life on his happiness. You get to lead a great young up and coming team in Oklahoma City. You don't win a championship. I'm not happy anymore. I want to go. You go to basketball utopia in Golden State, and you're the best player on the team that has the best collection of players. Eh, not happy. You go to Brooklyn, you get your boys. You, you, you get your boy a four year, 40 million. I wish I had friends like that, I'm not even going to front. I wish I had
2: homeboys. I, mean, I will get you four and four. I'm gonna get you four and forty, I Believe you count on that.
1: <laughs> Hold my breath and oh, yeah. uh, wait for that I
2: one. I will get you four and 40. But he, he
1: he gets his boys together. They're in a great city. The ownership is doing anything and everything they want, and they have some setbacks. He doesn't play as well as he's accustomed to playing. Shelf life over. He's ready to move on. Only to find out that no one really is feeling him the way he feels he should be felt. Bottom line is they have to step their game up and be great individually and collectively. There's I don't know how it's going to work with Ben Simmons because I think on paper it should work well. But the only way it's going to work is if Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving can be the best version of themselves. Shout out to Brad Stevens. Best versions of themselves in the roles that they are going to be asked to play and expected to play. Uh, and, and you know, and I we haven't really talked about it because it's, it's not a major... And it's not a sexy topic, but Steve Nash is not a good coach and their talent is going to have to compensate for the fact that their coach is not very good. And if they got all this and and that's why like when, when Kevin Durant made the whole get rid of the GM, get rid of the coach. I was half on board with that. He was I I like where his head was going with that. But mm-hmm. he, he, he did what most players do in the league, reaching, um, mm-hmm. reached a little too far. Um, Bottom line is they got to come together, their big three, and figure out a way to make this team not just competitive, but actually elite.
0: Well, before we move on and talk about how Kevin Durant and the Nets will now be affecting the Celtics in the Eastern Conference, let's take a pause because we have to give some love to Indeed.com. No one has a business like yours with all its strengths and challenges. So to succeed, you're going to need a hiring partner that adapts to your needs. You need Indeed. Indeed. Indeed actually does all the work for you when you pay to post a job. Their instant match shows you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so that you can hire the best person faster. They even offer quizzes so that you can pinpoint exactly who you need and what kind of skill sets that you want that person to have. Indeed has such great talent that in fact, three of four of US online job seekers search for jobs on Indeed each month, according to ComScore. So not only are you going to get the best talent, you're going to get a wider pool because they have so many op- things to offer in general. Even better, Indeed's the only job site where you can only pay for applications that meet those must-have requirements. All you have to do to start hiring right now with a $75 sponsored job credit, that's from us, our gift to you. You, All you have to do to upgrade your post is go to indeed.com slash A-list, you can claim that $75 credit towards your first job posting indeed.com slash a list indeed.com slash a list. That's the website. Make sure you sign up. If you have a small business need to hire, you need indeed Brooklyn. The Nets, they use that Kyrie. Yeah. They need to use indeed for maybe a general manager and a coach, but overall how much does KD's return impact the Celtics this upcoming season?
1: I think this makes things more interesting. I I think the Celtics, you know, they had a clear, I think, kind of teams to watch on the radar. And Brooklyn has now put themselves well in position to be one of those teams. When you look at their big three, you look at the fact that, as we talked about earlier, those guys are going to be on a mission this year. Kyrie Irving still believes he's one of the best at his position. And I think his approach to the season is going to reflect that. How long will he be on the floor? How many games will he play? That remains to be seen. But the attitude, I think, is going to be a little bit more edgy. Uh, same thing with Kevin Durant. Uh, I think Kevin Durant is going to take it personal that more teams weren't willing to give over significant assets to acquire him. Uh, Kevin Durant, and, and I don't think I'm speaking out of turn when I say Kevin Durant can be petty. <laughs> he want to be. Uh, I kind of I, I like that petty side of Kevin Durant, not even going to lie. And I think we're going to see that come out in his play this year I would I would not be shocked if Kevin Durant is in is a top three top four MVP candidate based on his play this year and based on I think Brooklyn winning a few more games but to me the big wild card with them is Ben Simmons and and Ben Simmons is the one guy that if you're the Celtics you're probably most concerned about him because of his ability to not shut down but certainly make life a lot tougher for your best players his ability to defend both Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum switching on and off of those guys, that could be a potential problem if you were to see those guys in the plus because he's a really good defender and he is especially good against those two guys. So if you're the Celtics, they're another team that you're going to have to go through in order to get back to the NBA Finals.
2: Yeah, I think that obviously um, the odds makers, I think they, the Brooklyn was 18 to one to win the Eastern Conference or something like that. No, no, no. To win the, to make the finals or 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 to win the finals. And now they're nine to one. Again, so the when Kevin Durant decided to stay. So obviously the odds makers like this team uh twice as much as you could say uh to to make an impact. I, I think that um you know they're gonna be the Celtics biggest competitor in the East, I mean in the East and the Atlantic division, you know, because obviously like Philadelphia, we really don't know, although they're going to be healthy and, and pretty good. Toronto didn't really do much in the offseason. They signed out O'Porter. Um, and the Knicks, well, we don't know what they're going to be yet. We'll see what happens with Donovan Mitchell and we'll see what happens there. But I think that that the, the rivalry between the Nets and the Celtics is going to be really intense. Uh, the, the Nets are going to be fired up. And let's see what Ben Simmons brings to the table. Remember, he hasn't played him now more than a year, you know, to expect him to be all-star Ben right away, or even, you know, it might take a halfway through the season for him to get his form back. What will his shot look like? Will he shoot? Like, what kind of player will he be? Will he, is he trying to reform his game, or is he just going to be same old Ben in a new place? I think that's the most fascinating, one of the most fascinating storylines of the season is Simmons, because he took so much flack and criticism, understandably, for his lack of offense. He's never developed a jump shot. He didn't come to the league with a jump shot, and he, and he still hasn't developed one. And and that and people are just like, dude, what's what's wrong? Like, how come you can't spend a summer in the gym working on your J and at least be a reliable, capable shooter? You don't have to be a great shooter. You ain't gonna ever be Steph Curry, but damn, bro, hit a sixteen footer, mm-hmm. um, you know. Will he be able to do that? Or is he going to be the same Philadelphia Ben, but just in Brooklyn and, you know, with a new uniform on? So I think that's fascinating. But the the Nets have a lot of questions. Joe Harris, is he going to be healthy coming back? Nick Claxton, can he handle the the starting, as we saw, he missed 10 of 11 free throws in game, I want to say game three. Um, That could have got them that game if he hit five or six of those joints. Uh, is he ready for more responsibility? Bruce Brown is gone. He signed with Denver, so he was a key component. Seth but Curry, no money, too. Didn't even yeah. get the Didn't even get the bag. Yeah, he was he just like, just, get him get him some, just give him some, give some chips. <laughs> yeah, and then you know, Steph Curry. Seth Curry just turned thirty two. Uh, is he going to be you know ready to roll? I mean, I'm not saying that's old, but he's he's ten years in now. Uh, so let's see what happens. You know. Patty Mills didn't have, necessarily have a great year. Uh, you know, what's what, what's he like? He's getting up there. T.J. Warren coming off a year off. You know, like, so there's a lot of question marks for, for Brooklyn. But if everything works, I mean, they're a 50-win team, and they can push the Celtics in the East. That being said, who do you think has the most
0: pressure from the Nets organization right now?
1: Who you got, G?
2: It's Simmons. Like, no. <laughs> I take that it's Kyrie. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fair. Kyrie. Yeah, I mean Simmons just got hurt. Kyrie, you know, didn't want to show up for work. <laughs> the, the team wanted to get rid of him. It didn't work out. You know, he's got to be, he's got to be professional, Kyrie. Like he's got to reassess. It can't be about him. He just turned thirty, um, so he's not young anymore. He's not the, 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 the masterful point kid point guard on the bronze cast teams. Like he's a grown-ass man. And you know, and he knows that. I mean, you know, I'm not saying he's immature, but he can't be about him. And I think, I think this is the biggest, obviously, there's a lot of players. Russell Westbrook, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, Ben Simmons, biggest years of their career. I don't know if we've ever entered a year. Where like five or six former all stars are playing for their careers, and Simmons is signed through a long time, so it's not like his career's over. He'll still get paid, but Simmons, you know what? What if it doesn't work out? James Harden, but Kyrie's on that list. I mean, he is playing for money. Is he a thirty million dollar a year player after this season? That's what teams are going to have to figure out. Um, or will he have to go to, you know, I always mention like a uh, Charlotte or, you know, uh
1: Houston. Sacramento.
2: Yeah, SAC to get that Orlando. Kind of will he have to take, will he have to go somewhere, a small market team or not a championship caliber team to get, you know, that bag? So I'd say the pressure is mostly on Kyrie Irving because he kind of disjointed, he screwed up the team last year. It, He did that whole thing, not wanting to play that, uh, that messed everything up because they were ready to roll last year with Harden and healthy Durant. I would
1: normally agree with you on that, Gary, but here's the thing. This team, no matter what Kyrie does, if he comes back ready to roll, they're only going to go as far as Kevin Durant leads them. Um, And when Kevin Durant made the decision that he was trying to get off the ship, that through the calculus for this team going forward, out of whack because it's one thing to deal with Kyrie and and, and all of his Kyrie isms because we're used to that. I don't think anybody was surprised that Kyrie decided. I don't know if I really want to play this year. Uh, yeah. yeah, that 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 vaccine thing. I don't know if I want to do that. That really didn't surprise anyone. Kevin Durant publicly asking for a trade. You don't see that happen. That that doesn't really fit the Kevin Durant. You know, my mama, she the real MVP. It doesn't fit that narrative. And, and so when Kevin Durant put that out there, now it's like, okay, now you're pulling a Deion Sanders and backpedaling this that bad thing, trying to walk it back. How is that going to play out in the locker room? Because you have to be the galvanizer. You have to be the one that makes Kyrie. If Kyrie is willing to play ball for 55, 60 games, you need to make sure that he's engaged in all sixty of those games. If Ben Simmons wants to slowly kind of, you know, ramp his way back up to being an elite Defensive player and a great facilitator, you got to instill confidence in him that he's getting closer to being that player. Kevin Durant has to be that source that everything this franchise does revolves around. And normally that wouldn't be something that anyone would question. But when a dude says he wants to be traded and then follows that up by saying, okay, get rid of the coach and the GM, and then comes back and says, nah, we're just going to move forward. We'll figure it out. Right. Yeah. That's. <laughs> That that sends a lot of mixed messages to your teammates. It sends a lot of mixed messages to your fan base. And it creates a lot of uncertainty and confusion about the direction of the organization and the team. Mm-hmm. And the only way that that is going to be settled is if you, Kevin Durant, bring it all together. So uh, to me, I think, the mo- I think there's more pressure on him to bring it all together because even though it wasn't necessarily his fault that things fell apart, it is going to be his responsibility to put them together.
0: Well said. Believe it or not, we're actually only two months away from the NBA season starting, and I know most of the people viewing love watching their Celtics, but you can actually get in the game yourself with Online. They're the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests, events, whatever you're thinking about, they have the first to market arts and lines they have first reviews and news of every league including MLB which is still in play right now, NFL which is, you know, we're still in preseason but why not, NBA, NHL, combat sports and more, really just more. Whatever sport you can think of, they most likely have something that you can do there. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting to props and futures. All you have to do is head to Bet Online today and use your mobile de- device to join and you can actually use our promo code CL on 50 to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the games start. The Celtics, they're still struggling with some end of the bench battles. We report, there's reports that Denzel Valentine, uh, oh, Denzel Valentine is one of the newest addition, the former first round pick. What are you guys thinking about the end of this Celtics bench? And as we enter this new season,
1: I like the fact that Brad's bringing in some guys who can compete, but look, Denzel mm-hmm. ain't moving the needle for me. No, Vonley ain't moving the needle for me. Nice guys, good players. Once upon a time, people thought real highly of them. Now they've yeah, kind of, yeah. they're, they're kind of like those, those fallen angels that are still trying to rock and roll with the big boys. Um, mm-hmm. I like the fact that Brad is, he's he, Brad doesn't really have much of a choice uh, because Brad mm-hmm. is, you know I mean? He's, he's like an option quarterback with those first round picks. If I need to get this player, I'm pitching it. Here's a first round pick. So you have to at least have some type of structure to develop young talent. And what Brad is essentially doing is taking former first round picks who for whatever reason didn't work out. Come to camp. We might have a spot at the end of the bench for you. And if you play really well and work your way up, you have the potential to, frankly, reinvent yourself and have a career beyond just, you know, playing in in the CBA, the Chinese Basketball Association, where you drop (laughs) in 35 and 35 every game. That ain't that's nice over there. But. You know, as we as we've seen, that does not translate to NBA success. So he's giving these he's giving these guys a second chance at at, at, at sticking in the league, and I respect that. I respect that.
2: You got Gary cracking up over there, <laughs> right? Why why are you talk about the CBA like that? They ain't cool, man. Shavlik Randolph. You remember what about Shavlik the Randolph? Africa League BAL. <laughs> I can't believe that. Anyway, um, I think I think that they're gonna have some hungry guys in there um to compete. I like, I mean, I haven't seen much like Noah ley is intriguing because he's a top 15 pick. He came out too damn early out of Indiana. He wasn't one of Sherrod's ready. guys. Cool. Yeah. He wasn't ready. Then he bounced around and but he's still in 25, 26. Uh Sherrod's homeboy, Bruno Cablucco. um I like son! Yes. Striking resemblance to Isaiah Blakely. I
0: still need that DNA result. We should uh, yeah. talk
2: about that next week. Like, damn, Shoray, your son got big. <laughs> <laughs> your son be in the gym. <laughs> like, anyway. Um, so, to me, they'll battle it out. The kid from Florida State, Muf- 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 Mufondo, um, uh, I got to learn how to pronounce his name. <laughs> I sound like Fred Sanford here. Maybe you won't Fundo. have to. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Menudo. Uh, from El Segundo. Anyway, I sound like um, the kid from Florida State, the big man. He's going to compete. Denzel Valentine. tell me all the time. Does he have something left? He learned how to shoot the three a little bit, but it just didn't work out in Chicago. And then he went to Cleveland. Um, we'll see. He's been out for like a year. Uh, The NBA, we'll see what happens there. I think that's an intriguing thing. And they could also listen, they they got a month before training camp. There's guys out there that they can bring in. And somebody's gonna bring these dudes in the Montrez Harold, the White Howard, the Marcus Cousins, my main man Carmelo Anthony is still out there. So there are plenty of guys out there still looking and remember this whole KD thing locked up the, the free agency. I mean, Isaiah Thomas you know, tweeted, oh, damn, now can we we sign? Like, is everything cool now that we can start getting bit? Can the NBA business begin begin again now that he's not going anywhere? Because Isaiah Thomas, our friend from, you know, former Celtic is out there still without a contract. So there's going to be guys out there. And I'm sure Brad is keeping abreast. It's only August. He can sign him in in another month, right before training camp, and bring him in. So I'm sure they're considering that. Um, to get to that 20 roster player limit, but to me, I mean, I like it bringing guys, and I think they need an old head. I think they need a veteran who can come in there and and help the young guys, be help Tatum and Brown in terms of a guy who's been around. And if that's you know, I don't know if Dwight Howard's that guy or anybody like that, but Demarcus Cousins, somebody you know who, hey man, they they might have some 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 stripes on their record and might have some issues from the past, but they can be that kind of old vet that these guys can talk to. That's what I think, you know, Al Horford's great or whatever, but I think you might need another guy on the roster who can come in there and just give some some guidance uh, to to some of the young guys. That's what I would look for over the last, and you got plenty of guys out there right now.
1: Yeah. Oh, Gary, is is Fiondu Cabanelli. That's who you're talking about.
2: Yes, Fiondu um,
1: That's
2: what I said, Fiondu
1: Yeah, exactly. You I say? mean,
0: Sherrod named him. He would never me. He's my guy, too.
1: He's, he's one of my guys, too. Oh um, yeah. I just, I, I, again, like I said earlier, I just, I'm not, I really don't put a whole lot of stock in any of these guys right now because if they're playing major minutes, that's a problem. If they're playing, that'd be something went really wrong. So I like well, that. you have that, that or
2: Luke Cornett is your third center? Gary? That scares me.
1: I'm going to tell you right now. I honestly believe if they keep the same guys in camp that they, they're going to camp with, they're going to go into the season and they're going to shift Danilo Gallinari over to the third center. They're, I'm telling you, Gary, it's going to happen. And he's never played center before. <laughs> he's never played, but hey, you
2: know he's what number three center in a championship team. Like, think really? about it though. No, going to bring in they're gonna sign one of them big guys. They like and I said, they still got guys out there who can play play to five, who's who's unsigned. I, I just think this whole like we can run Luke cornette out there. No, you can't stop that. That's, Luke, no, that's not going to happen. Really, that, I don't know I, why Brad is telling us they can run Luke Cornett out there and, you know, let's be He's a nice kid, and, and he he knows somebody in the organization because he keeps getting contracts. But, I mean, come on now. Like, who are we fooling here? So, like, I'd rather then bring in one of the old heads, talk to him before, you know, he understands. These guys, I think that some of the guys know that their careers are on the line. They can't act the fool. Dwight's not young. Demarcus ain't young. They can't act the fool like they did when they was 26, 24, and they prime. They can't act the fool. And we've seen them act a the fool or or not, you know, they they know they're in their 30s. They oh, they wait, they on the other side of 30. You if can't you say act the fool one more time. Well, it's true, they can't act the fool. Um, you know, they can't go, they can't go DMX. Heck, he to make me act the fool up in here. They can't do that no more. <laughs> party? Did he up. just do what I party up. <laughs> the great I DMX can't. anyway, they can't. So <laughs> I think Brad talks to him and says, listen, this is what we got. Do you want to take it? You want to be part of a championship team? You want to help out? You want to be the, the end of the bench guy? You know, you want to play some when, you know, maybe, you know, because they're going to slow down Al, they're probably going to limit of 60, 65 games or whatever. They need a third center. This team needs a big, <laughs> a productive five. So it could be Bruno Cabloco, um, Mofundo, um, <clears throat> um and you know, and uh in Noah Vonley, or it could be say it, Cousins or Dwight. I'm not saying Dwight's a great role model or whatever, but he can't bring anything to a locker room or t- to a team now. And the same with, with DeMarcus. Like I don't I haven't heard any negative DeMarcus stories in a while. You know, Dwight, you know, he won a championship with the Lakers. So, you know, we'll see. Another- Beyond Fiondu. Yeah, Bufando. Fiondu. 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 Sure.
0: <laughs> Fiondu. Fiondu. <laughs> by, by the time the season starts, Gary's going to have it down. Thanks yeah. to Sherrod. I just got his August.
1: Give me... <laughs> I'm <a> first. That's <laughs> one, one the first i going to do. Gary, I want you to meet Fiondu. Fiondu. Fiondu.
0: <laughs> Another noteworthy thing related to the Celtics this week was Jason Tatum. We knew that he already had that right shoulder injury during the Eastern Conference Finals, but on... Um, to Bleacher Report to Taylor Rooks, he mentioned that he was also playing through a fractured wrist. So how does that affect the way you view his playoff performance?
1: Well, it gives you a better sense of, of why he was off. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the weird thing was that his three-point shot wasn't that far off, but it was finishing at the rim. And when you think about it, if you've got a, a bum wrist, you don't have the kind of touch that you're used to having. And when you're driving to the basket, that's that's how you score. You've got to have touch. So I, I get it, but Jason Tatum was in a lose-lose situation with this. Uh, because if he opened up about it during the playoffs, he's soft, he can't play through pain. Oh. There's mm-hmm. that narrative. If he opens up now, it's like, well, Jason, you should have played through it anyway, you shouldn't have said anything. You're still he he can't win any kind of conversation that involves any type of injury because people don't seem to understand and appreciate how talented this dude is when he's healthy. Jason Tatum is a top five NBA player when he's healthy. There are not five players in the NBA when Jason Tatum is at the top of his game that you can clearly say are better than him. And when you've got a guy who has that type of talent who ain't even 25 yet, he can't even go to the damn rental car play and get a decent rate yet. (laughs) <laughs> He's getting jacked at the, at the rental car place because they don't they don't deal with cats under 25 w- with any type of reasonability. Jason Tatum is that good. He's that dude. And people don't appreciate that. And the fact that he revealed, I, I'm glad that he opened up about it because any of us who watched him play knew something was not right with him. And you did, weren't sure whether it was a physical thing or whether it was a mental thing where just the, the pressure of the moment was getting to him. But to hear him talk about how you know, just kind of the issue that he had and the fact that he didn't want to get tested because he knew that they would shut him down. He knew that they would do something to make it difficult for him to be out there and play because the last thing they want to do, the Celtics, is be on the hook and and be accused of playing a guy who's hurt. And so Tatum, you know, wisely or not, depending on how you look at it, just kind of, didn't talk about that, did different treatments. And, and, you know, I I thought it was real interesting. He would put like a a little, some type of split or something on after games. And when the camera's around, take that bad boy off as if he's good. Um, So I I get it, I I get it. But uh, Tatum, he cannot win in any way, shape or form by revealing his injury, whether he revealed it now, whether he revealed it at the time.
2: Yeah, um, much respect to Taylor Rooks. I'm a big Taylor Rooks fan in terms of, her work, she does great work. I work with her in a bubble. She does good interviews. So much respect for Taylor Works for getting that out of Tatum. What I don't want people to think is we didn't ask him about this. We asked him repeatedly if he was healthy. He told us he was. You need no surgery. All oh, need no surgery. Everything's fine. So he just decided during this interview to reveal. We all knew that he had some type of hand or wrist injury. We weren't sure of the extent of it. Right. Obviously. Tatum, you know, kept it from us and in the offseason and in the in the all the interviews he's done, because he's done about 25 interviews since the season's ended. Um, he de- he hasn't talked about it, but he decided to talk about it with Taylor. So I don't want people to think he wasn't asked about it or we didn't know, or oh my God, he was hurt. Like
1: he was Barry Sanders with that question. Yeah. He, he, he yeah. Yeah, he
2: did not, We asked him several times about his health whether he was 100% or close to 100% because nobody's 100% in the NBA. And he was like, no, I'm good. No, I don't need surgery. No, my shoulder's fine. Everything's fine. So, um, you know, I don't know how much he hurt it on Super Bowl Sunday. He hurt it in February. So what was the extent of the injury in June? That's the question. That was four months later, he played in the finals. But he dropped some masterful games in that four-month span. Exactly. Yeah. So it's hard for me to put his final performance strictly on the wrist, okay, because we don't know. I mean, he, he dropped 46 against Milwaukee in that closeout game or that do-or-die game, game six, and that's three games after he said he aggravated it in game three. So he found some kind of potion to use to heal it up, or he played through great pain, and we don't know because Jason's not going to really say anything about how much pain he was enduring. But I do think it's interesting that he was hurt. Um, I think we all knew, um, you know, that there was something not quite right. But I don't want to put the whole, like, oh, now we know why he didn't play well in the finals because he played well in the in, in the conference finals. He played well in the semifinals. So I, I just think this, but is this just one of those things where, it's 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 just one of those injuries you deal with, and if you're out there playing, you you know you're playing. No breaks for injuries. How many injuries has LeBron been through? Kawhi, all these great players, Steph, all play through pain and they don't say nothing, and they produce great games. So I'm gonna give. I understand Jason, and I, I you know hopefully he's healthy. But I'm not gonna put all that on his final performance.
1: I want winners, says Gary oh, Washburn. That's I,
0: it. No excuses. Mike <laughs> Signatary, that's right. Quickly around the NBA, I'll give you some quick updates. Donovan Mitchell, the rumors to New York, Danny Ainge is basically trying to exploit teams like he usually do does. So maybe next week we'll have an actual update as to whether or not that trade goes down. Dennis Schroeder might be back with the Lakers. That's a report from Mark Stein. Not sure if that's going to actually happen. He's obviously since been in Boston and Houston since then. But I think the biggest story that's the most recent one is Sean's reporting that Shat Holmgren uh, has suffered suffered a ligament damage in his foot and is undergoing further opinions. So the number one, number two pick now with OKC Thunder might or might not be available this upcoming season, but we'll see about that. That's a wrap on the A-List podcast, though betonline.ag indeed.com if you have the need for either of those we've got you covered make sure you use our codes for indeed.com you just go indeed.com slash a list and then for BetOnline, you can use that code clns 50 for a 50% welcome bonus for ashrad blakely and gary washburn i'm Lunas. this is the a-list podcast